Peace, good people. Peace. How we feeling? I'm feeling all right. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm I'm happy to be here with the listeners yeah. on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you for yes. tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And all y'all. <laughs> and the, the listeners. Yeah. We out here. The listeners. The listeners. They the listeners are present. Yeah. They're present for us virtually. Uh, we got some cousins online. Um, Instagram cousins would be my favorite cousins. Them is the cousins. That is a thing, right? It's real. Instagram cousins. And some of them even pulled up on us. They did. In person. And I can't wait to, yeah, talk a little bit about that. But yeah, yeah before we do, let's. So the affirmation yeah. that we will start with today mm-hmm. was actually selected by this brother right here. But I'm going to read it to you because I like to read the affirmations. And for your affirmation, that's for your affirm for your affirmation. (laughs) I like that, Riga. (laughs) So you're going to go deep into your text to page four. Okay. And you're going to find that it reads mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings and manifestations today will present. Mm -hmm. Mind unlocked, Uh heart unblocked. Uh-huh. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today will present. I am open and willing. Open and willing. Willing is an operational word there that you know sometimes yeah. it, it positions itself for us to get in our own way. <laughs> <laughs> that word, it's not even us, it's the word. <laughs> no, I think um I love it. I love it. Insofar as uh, I feel open and willing today. And in hindsight, I see why being open and willing is so important. Mm -hmm. Open and willing. We were willing to (laughs) put ourselves through the challenge. (laughs) Now, here's my thing. (laughs) I really love Felicia's book. Thank you. And I'm excited that it's in the world. I'm excited that she's offering this to us. So when I thought about a book signing for Felicia, (laughs) I just couldn't imagine a book signing alone for Felicia. Not for Fee. Not for Kamayu and Kamali's mom. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) What do I know about how we gather? Mm -hmm. What do I know about the world? What do I know about our sensibilities? What do I know about experiences that we are longing for or that are beneficial to us? Mm-hmm. And how do I create all of this in a book signing? <laughs> That's literally the approach I took. Ooh. Because we don't need transactions. We don't need um, the world as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit. Yeah. 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 And that highly transactional world is just not the one I am signing up to rebuild. So I thought about what's something deeper that we are all longing for. Right? Mm-hmm. So I thought about connectedness and I thought about belonging. Mm. For people who haven't connected in a really long time. Mm. Anyone who can identify with grief is a very unique person with a, a veil that has been removed. Yeah. And it's a powerful time. 
But then I thought, who in the world would come out and get a ticket to their grief? I said, no, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's not going to work. All right. So, make us see if can put together one podcast. Hey, Crystal. Hey, how do you think we could? Can we do this live podcast? It's possible. Okay, let's go. So what we'll do, we will do a live podcast. That's the gathering. That's the story. That's yeah. the smile. Yeah. That's the the experience. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to just come to an empty room. No. I want to come to a room that tells a story. Yeah. Got to. Got to. So we'll do storytellers. So we'll do a gallery installation for the podcast. And then we'll do the book signing. <laughs> and we did it, Fee. Yeah. Yeah. It it is we did it. And uh, it was amazing. First, by the grace of God and all the hands that helped made it possible. Man. It was really beautiful, Fee. It was it, it was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. I I felt so good about it leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew that it was going to require a level of work that I have not participated in before, which means that there would there will be lessons for me coming into it because it's not something I've done before. And I kept saying that to you. I kept saying that to you and I kept saying it to Barbara. I said, "Okay, I just want to say this out loud for you all that (laughs) this is not something I've done before. And if there is an assumed role for me. I would prefer if it was just expressed because, you know, I I require knowing exactly what needs to be done. I'm doing it again, right? Like here I am, I'm explaining it. But what I'm what I'm getting at is that I was open and willing. Wow. Wow. I was. I was wow. open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations that that event would present oh come on somebody you know what and i'm learning that what your openness looks like may be different than what my openness looks like Mm -hmm. and your openness was not a reflection of a doubt or Mm -hmm. a a barrier Mm -hmm. it was just the way you are when you are open you were very clear about what excited for but what you don't know how to do yet in this space Mm-hmm. And that openness created the pathway, right? Fee, that's big. For the willingness that I needed. That's big. Yeah. That's big. And and now I understand even more because I was open and willing. But a lot of this had been dreamed up in my head silently mm-hmm. <laughs> because I kept thinking about the space you deserve in the world. Thank you. I know that you hold that. Thank you. It was it was important to me. You take the background we have in being a part of soul development and band and whole production and storytelling. And I wanted to use everything that I've learned to help shape the space that I think your voice could reside in. Mm. And when we're doing the walkthrough, y'all, Fee's openness for me it was like 
we we got this. But I didn't hear it like that in the moment. Really? Yeah. I thought I was hearing what presented as challenges, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was prepared to work with them and problem solve. And you mm-hmm. were just actually being open about, hey, this is where I'm at on understanding this. Now I'm willing to grow across the difference. Yeah. yeah. So now you can add, <laughs> now you can add a gallery uh, exhibit to your, <laughs> I don't know what you to added my, to. To my repertoire? My repertoire? Re- is, is it my resume? Resume? Yeah, a CV? I don't, I don't know where it goes. My CV? Yeah. Huh? It goes under my belt. Huh? <laughs> right. Under my belt? In but my I pocket? Think, what is it? <laughs> but yeah, no, really like this was a, a multimedia experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And the pictures told stories. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want to get into how the pictures told stories. So we're okay. in this, we're in the gallery and we are not exactly clear on how we want the pictures to tell a story insofar as we are clear that yes, these might've happened on a timeline, but grief isn't linear. Yeah. And I don't want to give you the impression that this goes here. This is next. This is next. This is next. Right. Because that's not the way it feels in the body still. Right. It just happened over time as a continuum. And I want to put a pin here and just acknowledge how Barbara made that very apparent for us in the space. And she yeah. made room for us to allow that to be yes. right. Because she knew this was our very first art yeah. exhibit. And she made very clear, like, Hey, put them all out and you will find the story. Be mm-hmm. with it. Right. She's, she said that. She said she, exactly that. And she left. Wow. She left to to allow us to make room for that, she sure for the did. space to become what it was. And I, I put a pin there. I just want to no, big I'm, up I'm Barbara yes. for her mentorship and how to do this. Felicia is so powerful. You call it mentorship because it's exactly what we gained, but it's exactly what you were seeking. It was what I was seeking. Right. Yeah. And you will tell you more about Barbara in this this segment. But to now know her as an art mentor mm-hmm. is different than all the ways we've known her before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though having used the space before. Yeah. And man, in that part. Oh, it's going to get good. <laughs> so we have the photos out. My favorite part about the photos is that 80% of that gallery installation was printed by a classmate. I think the last time we were in class together was fifth grade. Oh, wow. Fifth grade? Yeah, I think it's the last time we were in the same class. I didn't know that. <laughs> we were both black kids in the gate program oh. and they bust us to another neighborhood, but we weren't from that neighborhood. Got it. And our bond has been intact since because of the way her parents saw me and the way all the black parents saw each other's children. So we were afforded this long, long term bond. So that's who actually did the printing. <laughs> Shout tight. out. That's tight. Miss Ebony, thank you. Mm-hmm. But what comes next is so the photos are out and we're trying to list the story. And while we're curating the experience, we have music playing. Yep. yep. And 
baby Bailey girl comes on. Yeah. And it literally informs the ordinance of part of the installation. Yeah. Because the words were so clear and so vivid. Man, that was, I think, one of the most beautiful moments for us. I'll say for us. Yes, yes. Because I don't know what brought the music forth. I have a feeling that it had to do with playing Kamali's song Mm -hmm. first. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what said like, hey, let's put on prayers of an angel father. It just starts. And oh. and yeah, it just it just started, right? And mm-hmm. the order of the pictures as they were sitting in the chairs first. Mm-hmm. And we start picking them up and moving them around the room. And Lauren's voice was just narrating. And I'm seeing like the hands and the prayer and and, and literally I was mm. like, oh, this this will tell the story because this is the story. And it looks like this because this hasn't been linear. You're going to see it across time. Mm. Mm. And it was just so one side of the gallery was literally. Baby Bailey girl. Mm-hmm. That was the story. If you if you look at the pictures and you hear the song, you'll see exactly what story is being told. And the other side of the room was told by radical gentleness. This is so profound that this project, this specific project was referenced for us and even telling our own story mm-hmm. because we had documented the storytelling. Man, I thought about all the ways that prayers of an angel father was an unconventional album, but it was my right. It was my responsibility and it was for reference. It's documentation. Had I put these songs on another project, uh, they would have been mixed between different stories and different feelings. And then you get into that thing as an artist where they like, how many songs should you have? And you need something yep. that's upbeat and people want an album that goes like this. Yeah. You know, the jargon um, yep. that labels and, and, and other creative entities talk, right? Which we now know is hopefully the world has also changed and that's trash. <laughs> but what it gave me permission to do was no one can tell the story for me. Nope. And no one can tell me how to tell it. So we created Prayers of an Angel Father and I capped it right there. Yep. Have the courage to be here. Have the courage to feel this love, the discomfort that is grief, but also to find what it is love. Yep. And that very courageous project mm-hmm. helped us tell our story at a time we needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I just want to also big up the courage that it took to creatively put that project together. That is not easy. Mm. I know I've said this before, but because you were brave enough, willing enough and open enough to document that process, your experiences through that medium, it made room for us in this room that we had been in before that we came back to on the very same weekend and had no clue that it was what it was. When she says very same weekend, I'll let you tell it. No, I, well, I'll I'll start it and I'll let you okay. you finish it. But Kariga and I found out after after the event after the event when we finally came home to rest 
Facebook is so special in this way. They have Facebook memories and the Facebook memories showed us that two years ago that weekend was our baby shower at the very same place. At the very same place. In the same gallery. Could not believe it. Did not do that intentionally at all. We did not turn into the fullness of the gallery until coming back for Kamayu. Let me share this, what I'm saying. I talked to you about knowing Mama Barbara in many capacities, but this is the first time she became an art mentor. Yeah. I had been holding space in that gallery for years. Um, you can go back and actually find the music video, Sunny Days. Yep. I love that record. Mm-hmm. But we were there in that space. Mm-hmm. We held be imaginative healing circles in that space. You'll also find that in the documentary. Mm-hmm. We've done community discussions mm-hmm. in that around space. Grief in, in that space. Around grief in that space. Yep. That was the first heart of the matter. The heart of the matter. Perform poetry in this space and music. Had a birthday party in this space. That's right. We did Kariga's 30th there. And this was the first time that we used the walls to tell the story in this way. Yeah. The first time we had to sit down with her to learn about art installation was when we were coming back when the story had grown in this way. And we never thought we would come back to tell any story of Kamayu in that building. Mm. There was so much pain and difficulty to even relive what was joy at that moment. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing about grief. It makes you, you remember the joy, but since nothing compares you just stay away from that shit. That's how I felt. Mm. There's nothing that compares. So I'm not even trying to recreate. I'm not trying to do none of that. That is that. This is this. Had no clue that. That in fact wouldn't be the case. Mm. That we would come back as Kamayu's parents. And Kamali's parents. To that very same space. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't do a baby shower for Kamali. We didn't do it this time between mm-hmm. COVID and just the feelings. Just like, what? Come on. What yeah, joy? I'm not. <laughs> but if you will, there's been many showers for Kamali. That storytelling space was even one of them. Mm. I think about the way you signing this. Okay. <laughs> Keep it a buck. Got a close friend. Lover. I wouldn't think nothing of it. You know, I was happy she came out. She told me, hey, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm here to see Kamali. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you going to buy a whole ticket podcast book. You not, you're not even talking to me about I'm here ha, to see Kamali. They did. They I, came to see her. But I love that because. This, That's so true. Thank you for bringing that up. These weren't strangers. No, they weren't. These were people who had prayed for, covered, came, never was distant. People that celebrated with us in that very room. People that celebrated with us. And we hadn't seen them since. Man. And they came to see Kamali. Yeah. (laughs) I'm laughing because this has been the case so many times. I'm even thinking about the the comments now, right? I'm here for Kamali. Hey, man. (laughs) Y'all ain't right. Kariga can't get no love by himself. I can't get no love by myself. But as soon as Kamali in the picture, we get all the love. (laughs) Kamali. (laughs) And I wouldn't have it any other way. Because what is the most complete version of me? Hey, right. Right? The most complete version of me is being Kamayu and Kamali's father. And there is no one. there, There is no one who loves us, who came to that space who doesn't see us as Kamayu and Kamali's parents. Exactly. 
And that right there was the one of the most beautiful things for me, being able to come back to this space and having this conversation around grief is love, around the reconciliation and the reframing, mm-hmm. around our story and our grief not being a linear process, and then having this book, something that came from me leaning into the process and being Kamayu's mom. And I didn't want anything to come from that, right? But she came and taught me the deepest love and she made room for me. Mm. It was such a spirit-filled event. But more specifically and true to how I feel, when I came home and I took a little bit of time to write through how everything made me feel, never in my life, and I, I wrote this on my social media, never in my life have I felt so filled, so spirit-filled. Mm. I felt like, and I'm going to be true, I'm going to be honest, given the current climate, right? And the uncertainty of folks' physical wellness and whether or not they know that they could be carrying something or not. And me being Kamali's parent, wanting to make sure that she is safe as possible Right. I was coming into the space feeling kind of like, all right, I'm going to just y'all bowing it. I'm bowing everything. Y'all can't be in Kamali's face. But when I walked in that room and I saw all of those faces that had been there two years prior and Mm -hmm. all of those emotions came back to me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even when I was signing the books. Right. Mm -hmm. And each person that came up to me and asked for my, my signature in their book, whether I knew them or whether I didn't know them. All I had were the memories of two years ago to the point of that pen, what that road had looked like, right? And I just would become overwhelmed. And, And even though I came in with those concerns about keeping the distance, yeah, I just felt like, you know what, what I'm doing right now in this very moment feels like what I should be doing right now in this very moment. Now, I don't want to ignore that there still were risks, right? But I felt like, nah, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. And I'm exactly who I need to be right now. I've never felt like this in my life. Ever. I can't even begin to articulate, y'all, the what I rested in. But it it was certain. I love it. I love it. I love it. As your partner, as your husband, as somebody who's prayed and waited and waited and prayed for your own time. Mm. My prayer wasn't about, trust me, y'all, there was no room for me to pray anything I wanted alone. It had to be a true and honest prayer for fee. But when I heard you say fulfilled, I wasn't, it was not about a matter of success. It was this thing inside. It was inside. All I've heard the recount, the recount, the recount, the recount of emptiness, Mm -hmm. the recount, the Mm -hmm. recount, the recount of emptiness. Even when we gave birth, there was hard to experience that moment because there was so much contrast and variance. This moment to me was so clearly defined as Kamayu and Kamali's mother. There was no separation it, th- your identity to be Kamali's mother is to be Kamayu's mother. Yep. Right. 
to have this moment, to be here. The only reason why we're here is because Kamayu. Mm-hmm. The only reason why this book exists is because Kamayu came, right? Mm-hmm. Probably only both because they both here, right? Give it a buck. <laughs> um, but it only happened in this order. Yeah. So you're not coming to a book. No, and that's why I couldn't you, create You were coming because I'm Kamayu's mom. But that's why I couldn't create a transaction. Yeah. It's a story, not yeah. a transaction. Yeah, you're right. Right. right? It's, not a, it's not a like. It's not measured in those analytics. This is a true and living story, a testimony. Hmm. The challenge that nothing could come from this was so, uh, quite so many deep breaths and reframing moments for me. Mm-hmm. Because I said, well, Kamayu came and babies bring blessings. Hmm. And you came. The difference is you came. So there must be some residual effect of you in my life for the rest of my life because you came. Mm. I'm only saying this because I know you. Because I I know who you are. But time being such a interrupter for what we think we know. Mm. Set it up to where we just felt so far for so long. Mm -hmm. When really we were only getting closer and closer and closer to the very space of celebrating her. (laughs) we weren't getting further we were getting closer and i hope that we now know that we're only going to get closer time will never move us away from her only closer to her insofar as we are open and willing Mm. yeah right willing and open is the operation that we need to get closer to her Mm. i think about The people, the loved ones who saw something they hadn't seen before, Mm. who watched. I also think about in the earlier parts of this podcast and some series, you might check the conversation. I talked about what it was for my nephew to see Felicia and I go to therapy. When therapy turned virtual, he saw it. They saw it. So now they have seen us go to therapy and that totally demystifies what therapy is. Mm-hmm. But they've also seen their aunt and their uncle become authors. I want to know what does that create as possible for them? The <laughs> stories that they now know they can tell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The ways they can practice to be well. The photos of Zaniah and Zaire mm-hmm. looking at you with such captivating eyes. And, and these particular nieces and nephews, they're so close to us because their mother, her aunt, also experienced full-term loss. Of her first. Of her firstborn. Alexon is his name. Hmm? Alexon is his name. Alexon is his name. Say his name. Yeah. He's 30, 31. I think he's 31. 30 or 31 this year. So this is Kamali's and Kamayu's auntie. Her aunt Mm -hmm. lost a child full term. So the way that Auntie Tati keeps Kamayu alive in their home, this particular niece and nephew, they get it. They understand who Kamayu is. They understand exactly why their family holds her in such importance. They had their hands on making our Christmas present. Mm -hmm. The family made a keepsake memory box for us Mm -hmm. with pictures on top of it. 
But she knew how to grieve this way because she watched her aunt's experiences. Yeah. So all the while we thought she was just loving us and she wasn't just loving us out of the thin air. She was loving us from her lived experiences. Yeah. So when I'm watching that niece and that nephew look at you with that look in their eyes. And everything we thought was too hard for them to experience when they were younger. They're getting an observation about love so much deeper. Mm. In any romance story, they're seeing something deeper about love now. So what stories will they tell? Wow. And you're talking about, you know, these are the second generation now, but we're talking about I'm the children of immigrants. My parents didn't tell their story very clearly. You had to go get bits and pieces of it. Right. Or talk to them and over enough time and they can start to tell you their story. Right. But so much of the code of existence in this country is you don't say your story. Right. And I don't want that to be handed down to the generations. So they're watching storytellers. They're watching you tell your story. And I just think it's profound. Mm. <laughs> not happy, not better, but profound that you never stop telling her story. I got to be exactly who I wanted to be that day. And I am every day. But I recognize that what I said I wanted came to be because mm-hmm. I was open and willing. I was open and willing. These affirmations are such a unique design of words. They are, because never right. before has this affirmation in particular rested with me this way but i understand it now the openness and the willingness to receive the lessons the the blessings and then the manifestations can i go back to the very beginning of this since we jumped in on page four yeah listen listen to what this opening reads (laughs) soul affirmations is a collection of affirmations and manifestation gathered with the sacred intention intention of helping us to remember our goodness it is a powerful design of words to help us frame the beauty in every difficulty and increase our capacity to explore our hearts and produce the courage to love to love ourselves to love one another to love what challenges us Mm. (laughs) that is a trip yeah that that intention is literally still guiding I thought I authored this and it still guides me. It's beyond me. And it happened. I told you folks, if they really understood where my encounter with love started, they'll say, shit, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> it it started from revenge. It started from loss. My big brother. Who we also had up in the gallery. Yeah. We brought his painting Mm -hmm. done by Mel Waters and we hung it in the gallery because we created uh, our living room atmosphere so folks can see what the home feels like, how the story lives in the home, the blankets, the Kamayu bears, the candles, everything that exists in her story. We brought many of those things to help hold space. And that also includes the painting of Kareem. Because this painting uh, of my big brother who transitioned also lives in the girl's room, Mm -hmm. right? So this painting is often in their room. This uncle keeps an extra eye out for them. Um, (laughs) But I also want them to see him so regularly 
that they don't question who is that. Yep. 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 Yes. So from the yes. very moment you open your eyes in this world, that person who you may not see anymore among your uncles, he's a part of their world because that's the power of storytelling. We can shape it in a way where they don't have to wonder. So Kamali will never wonder who Kamayu is and they won't wonder who their uncle Kareem is. Mm. But this work calls us to remember in a very beautiful way. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I want I'm laughing that you guys can hear the tears, <laughs> uh, but how could I recap the event without them? Right. Right. It was such a powerful space. It was, it was such a powerful experience. Opportunity. The storytellers, um, Kachisa de Madu, the photographer who documented the evening in such an intentional way. Mm-hmm. Natho, who gave us the recap, but what's what you should know about Natho is he's the one who also gives us the Baby Bailey Girl video. Natho is also the one who gives us the gender reveal video. Yep. Natho was also the one who designed Kamayu's um, service program. That's right. He's so connected to her story. And he helped with the book. Oh, and oh yeah, well, of course. Putting it together. He also designed the books that you all are reading. <laughs> but this is a partner of mine out of Sacramento. Yeah. Since we're here on Natho. One of my favorite things about Natho is that I wanted to work with a new storyteller. Yeah. At the time. And I saw him make a post that he didn't want to participate in any more videos that had to do with the gang violence in Sacramento. He said, I am not trying to work with any more of that. So please don't reach out to me if that's what you want to work on. I'm open for other projects currently. And this is like eight years ago, seven years ago. And I reached out like, oh, perfect. I'm not trying to contribute to none of that. (laughs) I don't know if my budget is as big as the other artists, but I want to work. Here's what I can do. And Nathan's literally been with us ever since telling stories ever since. So. Thank you. Yes. For Thank really you, being Nathan. present. Yeah. And, you know, Dre T. Man. Britt. Brittany came Brit. through and helped Absolutely. set up. Absolutely. Put Both together Brits. Both Brits. You're right. Brit <laughs> uh, times two. Yes. The people who helped make it possible, who, who picked up the gaps. The yeah. exact same people who picked up the gaps for the baby shower when we had Kamayu. And the exact same people who picked up the gaps when we were celebrating her life. Yeah. Those same people were You're still right. by our side holding space. Wow. Wow. I, I love that you pointed that out. What a way to rem- what a way for her to be present. Yep. This yep. is so true. She was present. Yeah. Yeah. So just a deep gratitude for the Black Love family and Sacramento at large. And oh, I also want to like pin mark this. Mm-hmm. In thinking about like how to keep it safest, even though you felt like you were doing exactly what you were supposed to do. Mm. The reason why we were using language limited seats is because I didn't go max capacity for the venue. I didn't want max capacity. I wanted to feel safe. Yeah. And that's how we created that wonderful experience. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm just so grateful that we were able to tell our story across so many mediums in one sitting. Yeah. That was such a beautiful experience for me. 
something I had never done before, but that I was open and willing to do and looking forward to doing more, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. around black love mm-hmm. and continuing to share black love's story as reference for black love. Cause it's real and we're <laughs> here and we're looking for spaces that acknowledge that we exist Yeah, and we pour into those spaces yeah. and it just shows you black love is, it's, it, it's, it really is black liberation. It is. It and, re- it, it, and it is fine art. <laughs> it's fine art for real. <laughs> to be able to take inventory of all those things. Yeah. All the isms. Yeah. All the experiences and yeah. still love through the black experience. Mm-hmm. You better add fine artists to your resume <laughs> or whatever you do or your belt, wherever you put it. it right. All right. But you're an artist. Yeah. To love in the black experience and to love black people with our experiences is truly a fine art. Truly. And I thank you all for enjoying this segment of <laughs> Black Love yes. and the fine art that this segment is. Yeah, uh, We thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Kariga and Felicia. The listeners <laughs> uh, who make it possible for us to feel safe in telling our story. Yes. Thank you for loving us the way you do. Yeah. Uh, may we all continue to love more abundantly. I also just want to acknowledge that there may be a mother or a father who listens to this Mm -hmm. and they're nowhere near that point of telling their story. Mm -hmm. They can't see that far down the tunnel, down the road. It feels like a tunnel right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I hope you know that love sees you Mm -hmm. and is there for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver, Mm -hmm. our producer, Crystal Hill, Edited by Masu McLemore. Mm. May we all love more abundantly. Peace.